Welcome to another episode of the BU Podcast, where light banter meets deep topics of the heart and soul. I'm your host, Chris Sirock. Hello, my friends. I'm hoping life is unfolding beautifully wherever you are. Today's guest, Mary McMonagall, is your healing hype girl guiding you to a purposeful life through her spiritual lifestyle brand, True Vibe. She's a Reiki master teaching students to heal, transform, and understand their life's purpose from a vibrational level. She also is a certified quantum life and energy coach. Mary works one-on-one with women to help them heal blocks around trust, confidence, self-love, and worth so they can attract their soulmate and maintain secure and healthy relationships. When she's not coaching or healing, you may find her surfing or walking her dog, M. Welcome to the show, Mary. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, so thank you for being on my podcast. I'm really excited because by the time you get to a place where you have something to share and you're giving back to the world like you are, that didn't happen overnight. There's life that happened. So today is all about you and you get to shine your beautiful light. So maybe let's go back and tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, I'm going to start at the a phase in my life where I dropped out of grad school to become a yoga teacher because <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night last night, 3 a.m. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like the healing, witching hour. And I was thinking about that and I was really proud of myself. So I'll start there where I was in graduate school, getting my degree, getting ready to enter into the matrix. And I had this inner calling and this inner knowing that it wasn't aligned. It was a part of myself that I could absolutely see, but there was this other part that wanted to be free and wanted to roll with the tides of life. And so I had this inner knowing that I really wanted to become a yoga teacher and I would share with friends and family and, and students and they would say no that's something you can do after you get your degree and you work and then you can have that on the side as well as your main job and it felt ick to me it felt like there was something more out there and I knew I had to face my biggest fear if I was going to follow that inner knowing which was caring what people think I thought I put a lot of people on pedestals because especially family and friends, you look up to them and you love them and they also want what's best for you, but it doesn't have to always align with you. So I dropped out of grad school, packed up my stuff and I moved to Las Vegas and I began a teacher training program there. And that's really where my whole spiritual journey started was from that moment. And I'm so grateful that I listened to that inner knowing and followed that. Yeah. And, you know, I hear that so often on the show and, and elsewhere, how they felt like there was more to life, just this kind of prescribed track that we're all pushed into and that others reinforce that for whatever reasons they choose that path. But it's really hard to break out of that. It takes a lot of courage. But it sounds like you, you know, especially when you're in a position where you're already in grad school and not just in between chapters, it takes an extra dose of courage, I think, to make that move. So how were you experiencing that inner guidance, that inner voice? And then what did you do to be able to really listen to it and act on it? 
Yeah, I knew it was there all along. And I knew it was my intuition. I knew it was that inner guidance, our higher self. And I knew it was something greater within me. This was actually before my spiritual awakening. And I knew there was this greater pull within myself. And the one day I was hiking and I stopped to meditate and I heard my favorite quote, which is, do not follow where the path may lead, but go instead where there's no path and leave a trail. And I saw my life in two different trails. I saw my life if I continue to take this path, what it would look like. And it looked like certainty. It looked like I was really valued by the people around me and looked up to. And I felt it. I felt that path that it felt off. It felt a part of myself that I didn't want to welcome. It felt like sadness. It felt like feeling even more lost and more misunderstood. And then I tuned into the other trail, which was listen to your heart, listen to this inner knowing and take the leap, go to Las Vegas, become a yoga teacher. And I couldn't see what was next after that, because I knew that wasn't the end all be all. And I knew it was an important part of my step, but I could not see what was after that. And it was so uncertain, but I felt into it and it felt freeing. It felt that I was able to connect with myself and really learn and, and feel into who I know at that point in my life, who was there deep down, but was hiding. And I felt this weight lift off of me that I could really express and be who I was. So from that moment, I knew what I had to do. And I couldn't hide that because I saw and I felt the other side. And that was enough for me to say, okay, this is it. What do you want to do here? So that was that moment for me where I took that leap of faith and really stepped into the courage and began to listen to that inner knowing and listen to that inner calling. And I'm so glad I did. Wow, that's beautiful. I can totally relate. I always felt I was able to just imagine what the day-to-day -day would look like if I went down a particular path. I think I was able to avoid some greater detours <laughs> by just kind of yeah. imagining what it would be like if I made a certain decision. So bravo that you were able to do that. Now, I, I was curious, you mentioned you were meditating and, and yoga, of course, and this is prior to what you would consider your true awakening. And I think some people would think of it the other way around. So um, what kind of got you into that? Was it with the spiritual path in mind already? Or you just felt like the obvious benefits to yoga and mindfulness that aren't related to some big awakening outcome. Yeah, I love that. And it's so interesting that you say that because I'm going to reflect on that back and really like step into the spiritual element at that point. Because to me, I was just doing yoga for the health benefits and it made me feel calm and peaceful and same with meditation. And it's so beautiful to see where that led me. I was kind of really brought into my spiritual awakening when I came back to where the state that I grew up in, which is New Jersey, I've always been all up and down in the area. And 
was really back into yoga and meditation and learning Reiki and wanted to do all the things, wanted to share all my wisdom and knowledge and then got a brain injury and was uh, in my bed for about two months. I was working two full-time jobs also at that point, bartending and waitressing and really was mad. Why is this happening to me? I am on this spiritual path and on this journey and I'm trying to be this good person and do good in the world. And why is this happening? And so I got to slow down. I got to connect more with myself. I got to look back from that version of Mary who was in Las Vegas and teaching yoga and figuring out to the version of Mary who is a completely different person, but still similar where I was feeling callings to step more into my leadership role, step more into putting myself out there and offering Reiki as healings and doing more of this work but was so afraid. So yeah, it's so interesting to look back and think of that version of Mary who was on the mountain and got that message and followed to where the next, really the big piece led her. Wow, that's incredible. And I think that happens so often um, when I was injured or, or something happened that it forced me to slow down and because we were meant to reflect, we weren't maybe stepping into our full power yet. So everything is just an opportunity to get to know ourselves better and go within and embrace our fullest self. And so nothing doesn't contribute to that equation, that evolution. So that's awesome. Now you have to obviously go against what a lot of people in your environment and family and friends might have been saying about your choice to drop out and pursue your calling. How has your relationship with these people shifted, if it has? They see how you've expanded and so... Wow, yeah. I love that question. It's been light years of growth and, and shifts and change. So when I decided... I'm doing life on my own terms. I'm going to be you, be myself, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Yes, I love it. And so in that moment, I called my mom first and I said, hey, mom, I dropped out of grad school. I'm driving to Las Vegas right now and I'm going to become a yoga teacher. And she said, Mary, I got to go. I'm going to go cry myself to sleep right now. I said, okay. I called my dad. Hey, dad. I'm in Texas, going to Las Vegas, dropped out of grad school. I'm going to become a yoga teacher. And my dad said, Mary, you ruined your life. You ruined your life. And at the time I was uh, 22 years old. I said, I'm 22. I think I'm good. I got a lot of life to live. And I was close with my parents. And uh, so I called my best friend, told her, and she starts laughing. And I said, why are you laughing? And she's like, this is the most merry thing that you could do. <laughs> and that just shifted the energy. So fast forward to that summer where I got the brain injury. I was I was being a victim because I could tell my family was still really mad at me. They looked at me like I was crazy, like I was going through a crisis because, you know, what is Mary doing with her life? And I 
felt in that moment, I was being a victim because I knew deep down it was coming from a place of love, but I was really angry. And so fast forward right before last summer, I was really trying to do my best to prove to my parents, look at me, I'm doing all these things. I'm working two full-time jobs. I started my own business doing yoga, meditation, Reiki healings, and the college that I got my undergrad in, we're doing events and look at all these amazing things happening and just was really trying to prove myself to them. And when I was able to recognize that, Mary, you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. And the fact that you can let that go and not have to prove yourself to your own parents, it does not matter what happens to you in life because you already are unstoppable. And if you can work through these emotions and get to a, as I call it, a higher vibrational place to really let go and love and forgive, then it doesn't matter what anyone in the world says to you because you're able to work through this. So that was in 2018. And then it took me up until summer of 2022, where I had this freeing moment. I had this moment of forgiveness that I really could see why my family was angry at me because I'm the youngest of four and it caused a lot of family drama and (laughs) because everyone was so concerned about me (laughs) and I could see how it did stir the pot and I'm Italian and Irish so we're a breed for sure and with drama (laughs) so (laughs) so I looked back and I said okay I would like to recognize this and I called my parents my mom my dad my sister and I said I'm sorry I could see how this was upsetting I could see how this was causing a lot of turmoil do I regret my actions absolutely not would I do it all over again hell yes and I said but I'm willing to acknowledge that and validate your feelings because I realized they just needed to be validated because I was triggering something within themselves. And so fast forward to this year, my relationships with my family has changed. I can see the shift in my mom. I can see the shift in my sister. We are so close. My dad recently passed three months ago, but we had some really good healing conversations when we talked about what he was still holding on to. And during those tough times too, with my dad on hospice and preparing for his passing, I really got to be me. (laughs) And my family, I could tell, was seeing the woman that I am. And even though I can feel energy so strongly, (laughs) and maybe you relate, maybe you're an empath. (laughs) Uh, I could tell that their energy towards me was softening, which makes my heart happy because I really love my family. And no matter what, because I was shown one day in a meditation that my family was put into my life for a purpose. Their purpose literally was to toughen me up, (laughs) to make me strong, to make me resilient. So I feel called to say, if you're listening to this right now and people are giving you a hard time for maybe being, being you, for being yourself, how can you look at that as an opportunity that it's adding to your life, that 
maybe it's adding to your resiliency. Maybe it's adding to really stepping into not caring what people say about you. So moments, they can be challenging. Absolutely. But they are opportunities for us to get to know ourselves more. Mm, that's beautiful. And indeed, you know, no longer caring what others think is such a core piece of our self-discovery of getting out of the dynamics of the people that we have tension with. You know, we're 50% of the equation there. So it's the letting go. And, and then like you were so beautifully describing, seeing their perspective on things, how it's, you know, triggering them in ways and growing them in ways. And we're all in this together. So that's really beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank um, you. I truly try to live every day like it's my last. And I've been an athlete my whole life. And one of my mottos was to play every day like it's the last game. And so I really try to live every day like it's my last and not leave anything on the table. And if there is something that you feel this calling in your heart to have a conversation please, where can you step into that version of you who is comfortable so much with yourself to have that conversation? Because there was a big downfall my dad and I had about six months before he was put on hospice. And so I was still harboring a lot of anger and a lot of resentment. And when my dad was on hospice, I would give him Reiki every day. And I got an intuitive message that Mary... He's fully forgiven you and let go, but you're still holding on. And so in that moment, it really shook me to my core because I saw where I was holding on and I was holding on to some voice memos that he said and that were not him and his highest self. And so I deleted them. I let them go. And I said, I free you. I forgive you. And um, it was a really beautiful experience because when I got into all the spiritual work, to my dad and most of my family, it was, oh, Mary's in this almost like cult-like atmosphere and she does Reiki and that's the devil's work to really seeing this relationship dynamic change to where my dad would ask me to give him Reiki and I could feel the shift. And so if you're feeling this calling to maybe have a tough conversation and step into that forgiveness. It really is a freeing vibration. And if you ask that past version of Mary, uh, I'm I can be very I can be very stubborn. And I look back at that past version of Mary and, and her looking at this version of Mary, being like, "Girl, you're crazy. It sounds crazy, but you get to do it for yourself." At the end of the day. Mm, yes, that's beautiful. And it really, it's not selfish at all when we focus on ourselves first. It's that we allow some light into our own being, our own soul. We then share that with others just because we're we're changing the dynamic by changing ourselves. Yeah. As we work on ourselves, we're also doing the work on our family, our social group. There's lots of research on trauma multiple generations ago, how it's just passed along. So we're not just healing ourselves, we're healing our lineage and those around yes. us. And if you have that awareness to just reflect on where are they coming from? What, what is inside of them? That'll go a long way. I think back to this moment <laughs> shook me and it was a simple moment. I was out walking my dog and maybe she got off leash or I had her off leash and she saw something and bolted after it. And I did not find her for 
about 10, 15 minutes and we were near the roads and I was shaken to my core. And then I saw her and I had so much anger come up where I was screaming at my dog. And y'all, if you follow me on social media, you know, I am obsessed with my dog. Like she is the love of my life. And so I'm screaming at her because I was so angry and I had this vision suddenly come in and shake me and told me this, I've got this intuitive divine download saying, this is what it's like being a parent. (laughs) and I thought oh my gosh this really helps me connect with my parents because my dog is a dog she probably saw a squirrel wanted to go after it but not knowing what the repercussions could be and my job is to protect her and keep her safe and that's all my parents were trying to do for me so I feel called to say in those moments simple like that they're mirrors they can show us maybe you really want to forgive somebody like I really wanted to forgive my parents and let go but I was struggling and I took that moment as a teaching moment to recognize how they were feeling because I was experiencing anger so and it was deep so I knew in that moment like you said Chris all those generations of anger were uh coming up and coming through me and it really was helpful that Um, I'm really blessed that I got to experience that because I felt what they were feeling and I saw how they were dealing with it and I knew what it felt like and I didn't want anyone to experience that. So that was really healing to be able to put myself in other people's shoes. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And I think what it takes there is really the awareness to, to recognize that there's a lesson in there. There's some message, some piece of wisdom. That's how we make progress and get to a better place and spread it to others. So that's beautiful. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of looking back. Where do you see yourself kind of expanding into and, and how do you capture that for yourself? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. So I have expanded so much as we all do. We're expanding in every second. And I really see myself uh, wholeheartedly as the woman who believes in herself, the woman who is so worthy, the woman who is so to sharing who she is with the world. So right now, all of that has brought me to become that person. And I see myself growing more into that woman and changing not only my life and then sharing that with others and it's really beautiful when you can feel that within yourself. And so about me, I'm really big on energy and how our energy impacts the world and not only ourselves on a vibrational level, but it's really beautiful in my present day life when I can just be out and have a conversation with a stranger or smile at someone. And so for me, those moments are the truest moments where you get to be you (laughs) where you get to share yourself with the world because it can be challenging to just smile at a stranger because a lot of us fear rejection so the version of mary present day today she's fearless she uh when she feels herself holding back she knows okay that's the moment where i need to share myself and, and allow myself to show up in my fullest expression 
Yeah, that's exactly it. And to actually start looking for that unknown and embracing that and just recognizing situations because we walk through everyday life. There's all kinds of situations and we discover things about people. The most quote unquote ordinary looking people have the most extraordinary stories to share. Everyone has a great story. And, and once they open up, everything comes to life. So like, diving headfirst into it. Yes, yes. I love that. Mm. So speaking of diving headfirst into things, are there any things that hold you back these days? Oh, yeah. I look at the spiritual journey, the self-development journey as a muscle. And for me, it's important to always be actively working on that muscle. And so it's like, I like to use the example of the gym. If you're going to the gym and maybe you want to try something new or different exercise that you haven't tried and but you're a fit you might be a really fit person but it's still going to be something new and you still might struggle or feel sore the next day so for me that soreness comes through self-doubt actually yesterday I was experiencing some self-doubt but it's beautiful because when you have these feelings these I call them the lower vibrational energies when you have them come up it's providing an opportunity to grow that muscle stronger because like your body in the gym, you might not have used those muscles or maybe you're using them in a different way. And so for me, I noticed it was coming up because I am putting myself out there in a different way and really stepping stronger into my leadership, whether that's showing up on social media, whether that's having even more tough conversations, especially ones that can be confronting. So that self-doubt will still try to creep in because this is the version of Mary who is growing her muscle and growing stronger. And when you're entering into the unknown for the first time, you might still be in this place where, okay, how do I navigate here? And so that's when the doubt can come in. But I allowed myself to look at that as an opportunity to grow that muscle to say, okay, what is something that I can do that is going to help release this doubt? And for me in that moment, it was well, I need to know if what I'm doing is going to work out. And that's, again, I can't control that. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I could send a bunch of emails or put up 10 Instagram posts and that's trying to control. And I asked myself, Mary, do you feel you are doing enough? I said, yes. And so in that moment, it was just a practice of, okay, well, what I need is to actually trust and trust that life is going to unfold and it's always working for you. So it was a beautiful experience to just take a moment and ask myself, okay, do you believe you're enough? And maybe if you're listening to this, that could be a triggering question for you because I look back in other areas of my life. And if I would have asked, do I believe I'm enough? I probably would have started crying. (laughs) And so If you are trying to tap into that frequency of maybe those lower vibrational emotions are coming in for you, whether it's self-doubt, whether it's not feeling like you are good enough or worthy, that is an opportunity to grow that muscle. And in those moments, I find it really important when you aren't feeling worthy to look at, well, what is something that really does make you feel worthy? So for me, it could be walking my dog. It could be that I was able to 
drink my coffee and take a moment in the morning to pray. So the worthiness is already in you. It's just about finding it and activating it. So in that moment, I got to find and activate my worthiness and really say, okay, this is a lesson to practice what you preach, trust, being able to trust. So let's grow this muscle. Yeah. That reminds me of a lot of our anxiety is when we just get lost in too big of a picture. We're just thinking too much and too, too far ahead of, you know, what could go wrong and all these things. And that, what you just said, reminds me, we can do the same thing when we feel doubt or low self-esteem. And um, it's just to simplify our thought process and just look at the things, show gratitude for the coffee and other things that, that we're able to complete easily and lightly. And, and that grounds us and brings us back to right now. So um, that's really beautiful. Another thing you mentioned, trust, right? One of my mentors uh, used to say, the way to step into your true self is you have to be willing to lose everything. And, <laughs> and it took me a while to really understand how our beliefs about who we are right now is ultimately the only thing that's limiting us from growing and most of those limitations are you know just conditioned thoughts and behavior so we really do have to lose ourselves and die to ourselves our concept of self to step into our whole complete self uh, but it's scary yeah yeah i love actually that you said that so much because today when i was meditating on the beach i uh, was really connected to my higher self. And when you meditate, you don't always have to get all these huge insights and downloads, but I see my higher self, I see a door and she goes to put her hand on the door and it fell kind of similar to those feelings that I was feeling when I saw the path of becoming a yoga teacher, feeling free, a feeling so empowered. But then I went to open the door in my meditation and all of a sudden I heard, uh-uh-uh, you need to let go. And then I was, <laughs> in my meditation, I was like, no, I've already let go of so much. I've already had to let go of this friendship, of that job. But all of those friendships and jobs and maybe opportunities that didn't work out how I thought they would was so essential to let go because it really was holding me back. And so in this meditation, I'm still sitting with it because it was so fresh of, okay, really, this is an opportunity for me to let go. But then when I acknowledged that I saw, well, Mary, your energy is like, oh, I have to let go again, where it's, I got this message of focus on actually who's going to come into your life and what opportunities and where you could go because you're creating this space. So yeah, like Chris said, letting go is so essential in this journey. If you're like me, it can be challenging, but what helps me, and maybe this helps you if you're listening and resonating with this is you're creating more space and more room for what is actually aligned for you. And maybe you have to let go of what you think might be for you. And once you let that go is then when you can step into the room and actually see what you couldn't see of how that thing was holding you back. And where you are in that room is 
where you'll be able to welcome in new opportunities and new people. So uh, letting go can be challenging, but if you're having a difficult time, focus on what good things are going to come into your life because you chose to let go. Yeah, exactly. And and what we focus on is ultimately what we attract. And then that becomes uh, the content <laughs> of our life. One thing you mentioned there, which is really crucial, and I think the circle of friends that you surround yourself with is so important. Um, it's a kind of a double-edged sword is because you want to cling to the, the old version and the, the safety of the group on one hand. And then on the other, you kind of feel like they're not serving you any longer and they're holding you back. How do you navigate something like that? Yes. <laughs> I actually got another, that was another part in my meditation that came through. So I'm in New Jersey and I live at the Jersey shore and summer's coming and it's such a great time. And I was thinking about the past summers where I usually sit alone, I sit by myself, but then I make my rounds and I go talk to the different friend groups, the surfers, then you have maybe the partiers, then maybe you have the people who are playing games. And so I like to, I'm a social person, but I call myself a lone wolf. So I like to spend time on Saturdays. I could be at the beach for eight hours and read. And if there's waves, I'll go surf and that's my day. And I got a download because I was getting nervous about now that I'm so much more confident than even last summer and value myself so much. I value my time and energy and who I share it with. So maybe you feel like how Chris was explaining where you have these friendships and it doesn't mean because the past version of myself where I'm like, oh, the universe, God is telling me to cut this person out of my life. Like, bye, ghost you. And that's not a way to communicate to people. <laughs> that was the avoidant in me, avoiding tough conversations. So what I want to share to answer that, and maybe if you're listening, this might help you, is to value your time and energy and who you're sharing it with. So it doesn't mean when I go over to the party crew, that's my scene. Uh, it doesn't mean that I have to spend an hour there. It means that I want to go over and say hi and be social. And for me, what is a tell when I know I'm exceeding my capacity of time and my precious energy to share is my body will start to tighten up and tense up and I'll start to be thinking, okay, how do I get out of this situation? And I'm not being present. So a great way to honor yourself is to limit your time and energy with who you share it with. Those people who I see on the beach who I love, I love so much, they bring certain aspects of joy into my life, but it doesn't mean I want to hang out all day with them there. So it's the same thing when you're trying to let go of friendships, ask yourself, okay, well, do I need to wholeheartedly pull back? Because I've had to do that absolutely with certain people where maybe you pull back a little bit and their energy is just sucking you in and sucking you in. So it might be taking some time to pull back and see how that is. And I find that when you share your needs to people, hey, that this right now does not feel good for me. I need to spend some extra time alone or I need to go for a walk and see how people respond because you can see people's true authenticity. If you're sharing, hey, this is my need and this is what is coming from me. And if people are harsh about that, oh, well, you know, you just took a walk the other day or you spent 
Friday night in by yourself and you can tell that they're being selfish. So they're having their own benefits in mind for themselves. And it's important that you share what your needs are. And if you can tell that people aren't okay with that, then yeah, that's a good indication of I need to take my energy back. I need to take my power back from these people. So just limit your time and energy with who you share it with. Our time and our energy and you, that is your greatest asset. So if someone is not adding value to that asset and it's just taking, 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 then absolutely it's time to reevaluate. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. So what I really love about your description there is that you're always in a state of self-reflection, it sounds like, of giving people a chance, which is important. Um, yes. And But standing your ground, right? You know who you are and how you want to spend your time, what, what yes. your quality time quotient is, and then going from there. What I think I, I heard was most effective is to offer, to include someone, you know, this afternoon, I'm sitting and reading a book, or I'm going to go to yoga, or I'm taking a meditation class, whatever. And you're welcome to join me, right? So it's yeah. it's giving them the chance, because there's that possibility that we then pull them out of a place where they don't really want to yes. be, right? And, and they're tired of the same old and, and wanting to expand. So that's how we pull those who are ready with us. And then others, you know, they, they have to take a different path still. Yes, I love that because tonight I'm going to a group sound bowl healing and I had someone want to make plans tonight. And I said, well, I'm going to the sound bowl healing. You are so welcome to come. And I could tell it's a little outside their comfort zone, which is okay. And <laughs> so I love that you said that because if you're doing things that you love to do and you're welcoming in people who might try it or if they really want to spend time with you and they recognize okay this is important and um it's so it that's a great way to also expand your friendships and your your relationships exactly they get to evolve as well that's really great and in the end the impact that our practice has on ourselves because trying to convince anybody of anything doesn't work and it's not a, a wholesome way to go about things anyway. The energy is not right about that, but just being ourselves and then inviting others into our space. And when they see something in us that resonates in them, they will gladly yeah. come along. Yeah. So every day I do yoga on the fishing pier and people will come over and they'll talk to me and I teach yoga on the beach in the summer and I'll welcome them in. And it's at that point, it's up to that person to accept that invite because it might be outside of their comfort zone, or they might just be waiting for an opportunity to try something that's outside their comfort zone. Especially if I invite people to sound bowl healings or cacao ceremonies. And I, I believe deep down people crave that, like looking crazy, looking weird, because we all have that weird part within ourselves. And when you see other people being weird, you can either judge it or you can say, wow, I want to go be weird with her. And so it's great when you get to help others become more of themselves because when you are comfortable with who you are, and even if you don't feel called to, I feel called to share this. If you 
don't want to invite somebody to something that you're doing, that's okay. But ask yourself why, because I know for a long time, I didn't want to invite people to some of these quote unquote weird things I was going to because I thought they were going to judge me and this was my safe space to be myself. So uh, I got to grow that muscle again, working through what people, caring what people think. So ask yourself, why is there, is it a deep underlying meaning or uh, why are you not inviting them is because you might just generally want to not be around their energy during that. And, and you really just would like that time for yourself. So either or is totally okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. We can never go deep enough and take a close enough look to, to see the motivation behind all our, our behavior. So that's a beautiful attitude to have. And one thing that when you said how you love to invite people into your beach sits and a lot of people need that invitation. That's part of their human design. Yes. And so to be invited is what they're waiting for. They need to. That's just their communication style and of who they are. So there too, it can't hurt to ask and invite and be open and and then let them decide. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I could go on forever here. How can people find you? How can they reach out and just get the latest updates on you? Yeah. If you really feel that this conversation opened you up and expanded you, I would love to connect with you. So send me a message. If you're on Instagram, my Instagram is at MaryMC4. And you can connect with me on my website, True Vibe Wellness dot com and my emails on there and just let me know how this episode helped you or if it served you and if, what it expanded for you beautiful beautiful well it expanded me i can tell you that i love that <laughs> yeah so thank you thank you so much for your energy and and your wisdom and insight and sharing and vulnerability all of that so thank you thank you thank you for for being the light that you are Oh, thank you so much, Chris. And just for this beautiful podcast, all the work that you do. And thank you everyone for, for listening. Oh, thank you so much. And that's it for today's episode of the BU Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As always, check out my website at Sirac.com for the latest updates. And follow me on social media everywhere at Chris Sirac. Until next time, be happy, be free, be you. Be you.